SFFL listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future. Our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Sharifa Williams, recording on June 29th, and today I am talking about queer books for young readers as we approach, well, when I'm recording, as I am approaching the end of Pride Month. Uh, But, you know, just because June is ending doesn't mean we stop celebrating the queer community and LGBTQIA plus works. Uh, But before I get into my picks, I, again, have a job opening announcement. I just reminded, wanted to remind everybody who has perhaps always wanted to work for Book Riot and maybe knows a thing or two about digital marketing that we are hiring a digital marketing manager. And this is a permanent full-time remote position within multiple jurisdictions. Uh, We are an equal opportunity employer and we would love to see applications from individuals from marginalized communities. The deadline to apply is July 10th, so that'll be sneaking up on you rather soon. So if you are interested in it, if you know anybody who is interested in the position, uh, please check out the details or send the details and find the application form at bookriot.com slash join dash us. Again, that's bookriot.com slash j-o-i-n dash u-s. Now, before I talk about my two titles, we are going to hear from a sponsor. Okay, so I'm kicking us off with a science fiction pick that I think is perfect for the summer especially, but really great for all seasons. And that is Not Your Sidekick, which is the first book in the Sidekick Squad series by C.B. Lee. This is a young adult series, and I guess when I think about this series, I think about The Incredibles, but make it queer, and the family is a group of friends. It's just like... Such a fun adventure. And I think about The Incredibles for numerous reasons, but one of them is that we are in a world in this series where superheroes and supervillains are a thing. Like everybody knows they exist. They, you know, swoop in and save the day. Or, you know, if they're a supervillain, they wreak havoc. And there's an academy for training heroes. There's all sorts of stuff, an infrastructure of heroism and villainy, if you will. Um, So the story is set in this fictional suburbia Andover. And we meet Jessica Tran, who is the daughter of two superpowered parents and a middle child with average abilities. And, you know, her little brother is a genius. Her older sibling is showing signs of heroism and... And she's already feeling a certain way about her own lack of abilities and about her future as well, because she's in this critical point of her life. She's ending, she's approaching the end of her high school career. She's starting to think about what her future might look like, where she might go. And she's not feeling terribly confident about it all. So as she's thinking about 
how to boost her college applications, she decides to take a big risk and apply for an internship with a supervillain. And this is not great for some pretty significant reasons. Her family is a superhero family. They would not be too delighted to learn that she is working for a supervillain. It is not something she can talk about around the dinner table. But even with all of these complications and, you know, that little feeling that maybe this isn't the best decision, one of the perks of the job is that she gets to work alongside her secret crush, Abby. Uh, so she doesn't know anything about who this supervillain is. This villain is a mysterious character um, who she doesn't see at work, but she does see Abby. And, you know, she's been holding this crush, harboring this crush for a while. She hasn't been able to talk about it. And so she kind of gets to put the concerns aside and really focus in on and on Abby and you know, figuring out how to get her attention and all those sorts of things um, that you might remember from having a crush on somebody as a teenager uh, or maybe even adulthood. These things still happen. But it's just a really, Jessica's journey is really delightful. Um, and it turns into this really great adventure because as a result of her work and in the midst of meeting you know, hanging out with Abby and trying to think about her future, she's thrown into this situation, this conflict that really puts her heroism to a test. And this is a challenging thing for her because, again, she does not have superpowers um, and she's trying to figure out how she can save the day with what talents she's got. Um, so it's a great superhero story featuring a character who does not have superpowers but who has powers of her own sort which get explored in this book that I thought was just wonderful I love Jessica's journey I loved her as a character I loved every character in this book and the wonderful thing about this series is that you get to you know enter the lives of this friend group. So the second book uh, features a different character from the friend group as the center of the story. So you can, you know, you, you kind of get introduced to them in this first book and then you get to really dive in in the next one. It's just wonderful to follow. So the whole series is fantastic. Highly recommend it. And again, that's not your sidekick. Uh, the first book in the Sidekick Squad series by C.B. Lee. My second book, my fantasy pick, is Pet, which comes to us from the versatile and prolific Akweki Ameze. Uh, and this is like one of my favorites, favorite favorites. Um, and it's a really short book, so... It's a really easy read for middle grade readers and up, and 
It features Jam. Jam is our main character. And Jam is this super sweet, lovable, loving young girl. And we follow a trans. So Jam is a trans character who in this story that does involve and uh, talk about child abuse and sexual abuse. Uh, the trans character in this story does not get harmed. I just wanted to let y'all know. Um, but in this story, Jam ends up in this unlikely uh, mystery-solving duo with uh, Pet. And so Pet is this... I don't want to... Pet is a creature who comes from one of Jam's mom's paintings. And Pet is this sort of fearsome character when Jam meets him and um, she's really not sure what to make of Pet at first. Pet, uh, Jam lives in a really like utopian town and this town has a history of angels and monsters at war but in Jam's life, she's only known peace. And she has a family who's really loving and everybody takes care of each other. So Jam is really unfamiliar with fear and with mon the monsters of the world and the terrible things that can happen to people. Um, so then when she meets Pet... They go off together to solve a mystery that comes up. Um, and the mystery is something that really challenges everything Jam knows and believes about her utopian town. Um, it really makes her uncomfortable and makes her rethink the histories she's been taught. So the creature ends up recruiting Jam and really is the impetus to challenging her beliefs and her knowledge. And they go off on this mission to basically solve, to figure out who were the angels who vanquished the monsters and what happens when nobody acknowledges the existence of monsters um, and kind of turns a blind eye to what can happen when monsters are afoot. Um, and all of this is done in order to find what Pet is hunting. And so Pet is there on a very specific mission and needs Jam's help to solve this mystery. So this is really a heartwarming and comforting story. I know I mentioned some triggers up above, but I still think that it is altogether a heartwarming and comforting story. There is lots of inclusivity. Um, that's simply part of the fabric of the town. And, you know, some aspects of trans life are, are there on the page, just, you know, like anything that's part of daily life is the use of hormones, for instance, um, is represented as part of Jam's daily life because it is. And so 
I just loved everything this story did and does, and I hope lots of young readers get a chance to pick it up. So again, that was Pet by Akwaki Amezi. And that brings us to the end of this episode. SFF Yeah! is sound edited by Caitlin Brame. Many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at sffyeah at bookriot.com. And if you have a moment, please review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you listen. It helps people find us. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Williams. That's S-Z-A-I-N-A-B Williams. And I'll talk to you next time.